You are listening to the Willpower Podcast. Welcome to the show. I am Will Holdren, and I talk with some of the most influential CEOs, entrepreneurial leaders, and thought leaders to try and reveal the secrets that has led to their success. I believe that with the right knowledge and mindset, you can do anything you set your mind to. So if you want to learn how to change your life for the better, if you want to learn how millionaires actually became wealthy, or if you want to develop and start your own business from the ground up with the right knowledge to help you, then you are in the right place because this is the Willpower Podcast. I cannot wait to introduce you to today's guest, but first, if you have enjoyed an episode, then please, please open up Apple Podcasts and hit that subscribe button. And if you think we deserve it, scroll to the bottom, select write a review, and leave us a five-star rating with a review that states where you are from and one aspect of the show that you love. Once you do that, send me a screenshot and I will feature you on a future show and shout you out on my Instagram that has over 10,000 followers. Now let's get to the show with our newest guest. How's it going, guys? My name is Will Holdren. I'm the host of Will Power Podcast. Today we have a very special guest. His name is Quentin Goss, and Quentin is an ex-NFL pro that has played for the Eagles and the Broncos, and now he is a fitness trainer. He is the host of the Life Journey Podcast, and he is the CEO of his own video marketing company. So it's an honor to have him on here. So, Quinn, thank you so much for joining me today. Hey, man, thanks for having me on. I'm super excited, and uh, I appreciate it. Of course. I'm pumped for you to be here. And so I kind of just want to jump right into it and into your story. So can you kind of walk me through what your childhood was like and how your childhood kind of affected you? Yeah, man. As a young kid, um, I've been – I was a kid that started off having an IEP, which is called the Individual Education Plan, which actually means – it's basically like special education needs students. So it just took me longer to learn concepts as a kid growing up and to grasp, like, you know, the long, you know, long-term concepts that help you through school. Uh, you know, going through growing up through kindergarten, so I had it from kindergarten through college, and one of the biggest things that have helped me and motivated me was to fight through that statistic of like, oh, you can't go to college with the IEP. Um, most people were saying that like, oh, you can't, you can't make it. Like, it's too much hard work. You're not getting the good grades you need to get. Um, you know, you're too stupid to even to make it. You know, that mind, that mindset, like, it motivated me to. Oh, go ahead. It, is that it motivated me to continuously keep pushing every single day to go above and beyond what people the haters are saying so it motivated so i was able to like you know get like a 3.5 gpa in high school um go to college get a 4.0 and um prove a lot of haters wrong and i i was constantly just motivated man because people were like oh you should just go to trade school <laughs> trade school is actually cool for some people you can make some good money in trade school but i think it's just not for me you know so Right. Yeah, that's super cool. And it's super cool to see you, you know, kind of push through those setbacks at an early age. Um, so where did you end up going to college at? So I ended up attending Rutgers University. So I was I got a couple of different scholarships to go to school. Um, that process was crazy in itself to get like scholarships. But uh, once I got them, I chose Rutgers. And yeah, man, like it was such a great experience right next to New York City. And just a great college, great five years, man. Like I wouldn't change it for nothing. So definitely a blessing. Do you play any other sports than football? Yeah, my first love is baseball. Love baseball, man. Baseball uh, got me into sports, got me started. I know most kids may start like soccer and stuff. Right. Baseball was my first love, and um, to this day, I still like low key want to keep playing. I want to actually play 
um, for a you know, minor league team and I work my way to the majors still lucky because like it's such a sport that you have to give love and care to, you know, at the same time in practice. And I played with a lot of guys that were um, that guys I played with when I was younger, like eight years old. Three of them are in the MLB today. So I took the NFL route. They took the baseball route. <laughs> That's super cool. And yeah, I, I can kind of relate to that. I played three sports in high school. Baseball is one of them. It's definitely got a love there for that. Um, so I, I kind of what point did you realize that like football is a path you want to go down? Yeah, um, I would say, okay, so this is one experience. So I, Pop Warner is when it start, all started. Pop Warner football, I began to, you know, get my experience in playing ball for a bit. There was this one, it, okay, so there was two things. This is one experience where my uncle, he was my coach. And he was like, you're not going to be, you know, most kids on specific teams, they got like family members as coaches. You're like, oh, you're going to start and play running back or you're going to play quarterback. When Timmy shouldn't be playing quarterback, he's playing like D-line or something, you know. <laughs> so um, he ended up saying, you're not going to be a captain. He said that the first day. He's like, you're not going to be a captain. Just because we're family does not mean you're going to be a captain. That wow. made me so mad, so hungry. It made me so motivated. I prove every single day I work my butt off to show him, like, I can do this. Like, I it can be a gear captain. And I showed him. It was me and this other kid that um, that just, like, went dumb hard every practice. And this is, like, freaking 8, 10 years old, you know, um, doing this. And the second experience, so I became a captain at the end because I proved to him, I was like, yo, I can do it. And he loved, he loved it at the end. Then it was a middle, we were, like, middle of the season, and it was a practice that we had. And I remember at the practice, um, they gave us opportunity to do nutcracker. So it was like running back versus linebacker. Tell me why, like, I don't know. I, the first hit, like, for, I hit someone the first time, I just woke up. Something in me, like, just changed. And he said, like, you look – that's when I – he said – basically it was an experience of, like, I know that you're going to be an NFL player one day, like, experience, where I was, like, I hit the kid, knocked him out. And then they were, like, yo, like, I was, like, let's go again. Next person. He was, like, what? <laughs> and they like, I was like, the people behind me were like, let me go. I'm like, no, you're not going. My turn. Next person up. They, they, we went through eight running backs. It was eight running backs. And wow. that's when he knew. He was like, and he didn't even let the other line go behind me. He was like, nah, like, this is, you're going to, you're legit prospect. Like, and this is at, in Pop Warner. So by that point, I knew, like, okay, I'm good at football. I love it. It, it brings this intensity out of me that I never, passion, I really thought I had. And um, I started to know more about myself. So I ended up, uh, so that, those experiences helped me understand, like, I could play ball. And then from there, that's when it all began with training and stuff. Yeah, so you kind of figured out at an early age that you're a pretty hard hitter. And <laughs> so that kind of. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, so obviously it's not easy going to NFL or to make in any professional sport. So kind of walk me through, like, what's that journey like? And what was some, like, the major setbacks you had to go through and push through? In order to make it to that and that to that NFL level, um, to make it to the NFL level, it's a lot of work, man. Um, I would say this in a sense of you got to really focus and hone your hold your hone in on uh, just really focusing on your playbook, focusing on playing as fast as you can, and being the best player you can be on the field in the sense of just smarts and just contributing to the team at first when you're a rookie, especially as a free agent. I was a free agent, so um, you had to really contribute on practice squad. And, you know, even though it sucked and you want to start and play like you did in college, everybody on that team was a captain. Everybody on that team was someone who was great. Is great. So you got to, like, respect 
that you know Von Miller and all these other guys that are playing in front of you, you got to like, all right, man, like these guys have really put their nails, you know, in the fire and have made plays. Got to I got to show myself too. So, um, I got you know with the Eagles. I ended up playing with the Eagles at first. Um, got ended up getting cut from them after preseason. But I have that was one of my best pre. That's what got me on these other teams was the Eagles preseason, and they always constantly told me on the Eagles. They said, if you don't make it here on our team, you're gonna make it on 31 other teams. There's 31 other teams out there that want you, and I always remember that. I was like, you're that's true, cause like they may not be enough spots, or like even though you're really good, they may have someone already that like is on the contract that they can't break until until a specific point of the season, you know. So. There's right. different things like that that happen. So I think that was one of the scenarios that ended up happening for me was like there's there there wasn't as many linebackers, but there was definitely a lot of people that um that I had an opportunity to play special teams and stuff, but they just ended up choosing with some other guys. Um, and plus it was like another yeah, role, I guess there was a lot of special team guys on the team that were already dominating. So they they couldn't really utilize me, but I was making plays, man. Like when I tell you I went hard, I was like, This is for life or death situation here like if i don't go hard i will never see an nfl field again that's literally what my mentality was and from going hard getting my interception in the eagles first game first game ever as nfl player eagle uh, interception and then making plays um that got me opportunity with the patriots i can look at the patriots and get look at the broncos i remember i got cut my agent said hey uh, it's okay don't i was crying like when i got cut i'll keep it real i was at my girl's house she lived in jersey across the river and I was like, man, like I don't even know what to do. Like, what the heck? Like, yeah, is this it? You know, I was kind of mad. I was mad, low key. And then next, literally the next day, they're like, um, bring your iPad in, bring all your stuff in, cool. Then my agent called me and said, hey, uh, don't tell anybody. Just like when you finish signing like the release contract, um, we're gonna get, gonna be gonna be on again on the flight today or tomorrow. I was like, where? He's like, Patriots or Broncos, baby. Let's go. I was like, okay, let's go. So he said, where you want to go? I said, I want to go to the Patriots because I have guys from Rutgers that were playing there. So that's when it transitioned. Yeah, man, it, it was it's crazy, situ- crazy back and forth. You know, even there from the Patriots, I was there for a month. Brady came back. They needed an extra lineman. They cut me, but they kept paying me because they didn't really want to cut me. Um, so, like, it's situations like that you can't control. Like, you could be doing everything right and then – they just end up letting you go because they, it's it's the numbers game, the money game. It's a lot that goes into it. It's a favoritism that gets in play. So it's a lot little things that you got to face. But uh, yeah, yeah, that's that was my experience. And the Broncos is a whole that's the whole another story. Um, that's like the longest stint I have in a league with the Broncos. But yeah, man, that's that's kind of <laughs> yeah, whole... yeah, yeah. I I love your dog mentality. You know, you come in there and you want to hustle hard and you know. I work pretty much everyone, which is a great mindset. And that's what extended your career in the NFL, which is really cool to see. Um, so while you were in the NFL, like who was your favorite person you got to meet? If you could choose one. I'd say the favorite person I got a chance to meet was a uh, favorite person. You know what? I would say my, my, my guy, uh, Khalif Raymond, he plays for the Tennessee Titans. Favorite, you know, he, one of my best friends, man, to this day, like, see me go through some ups and downs he went through some ups and downs like we both like we're dogs like out there he sees a receiver he plays with the Saints now but he's been that's my guy he's one of my favorite people I've met um I would say like you know if it was more like Super Bowl champion famous dude like um I would say like cool guy was Julian Edelman I would say he was just down to earth man down to earth dude 
hard worker in practice, speedy dude. Um, and then Von Miller was just a goofball, but I loved him, man. He's an awesome guy. Von Miller, um, just down to earth. He's a good brother. Um, yeah, man. It, it was a lot of great people. And, and you know, Tom Brady. You got to go with that. Tom Brady. When I first met him, I was like, hey, my name's Quinn Goss. What's going on? He said, like, hi, my name's Tom. Nice to meet you. I'm like, <laughs> I was like, no, he's just mad professional down to earth, man. Right. You, you don't get that from a lot of people. Some people are cocky and stuff. He's just, he's been through it all and he's just humble dude, man. So, yeah. Yeah, super cool. And also, like, while you're in NFL, like, kind of talk me through, like, what, what the fitness side of things look like. Like, how often were you guys doing stuff? What was your, like, meal plans and looking like, like, during your, you know, kind of session in the NFL? Yeah, of course. So, like, meal plans, man. Like, we were eating real good. We were eating, like, some days, like Philly, we were eating like some. They had some cheese steaks in there. Some days that would be like very rare meal. Cheese steaks, like really have like the chick. They'll have chicken, like pastas. Um, they'll have like uh, just different entrees, like from the chefs that would make. And then Denver was pretty cool because they had some really great chefs there, some legit legit chefs there that were working hard for us, that were doing some good stuff. That uh, just like yeah, like they would bring crab, lobster, steak, salmon. Yeah. Like they'll chop it up. You can have your own custom um custom like fajita or not fajita um like chicken melt or whatever you can get like different things made like whatever you want they had it there basically and like i would always be spoiled like going in there. like they used to get mad like not mad at me but they used to get annoyed i'm like they're like yo like why are you taking to-go boxes i'm like I'm, bro like this is a to-go box here i'm gonna take it one of my teammates like right. you're making you're making a couple million i'm just i'm going it's my first year bro like let me just like let me live like shut up like like it's free it's pre-made food that you can't like i'm not gonna go home and make this like i'm just not yeah so they were just laughing at me like it was a joke in the office i'm like yeah, i don't know what y'all laughing for like that crazy yeah. <laughs> so um it was just funny but not nah, good times man good times yeah super cool and so like like in the nfl like were there definitely like distinctive people like some people that were like kind of like shut off from other people did you ever notice that and other people that are more willing to like help other people out like on your teams you ever see some some people like that yeah i would just say like there's a lot of people that were you got your cocky people you got your people that are more subtle quiet like you know you got your introverts extrovert guys mm -hmm. um definitely a lot of personality in the locker room but uh, you definitely learn a lot man from from those experiences like uh just some, just some people are just like assholes straight assholes you got some people yeah. are just like straight up stand-up guys so it's a variety of people it's just like you know high school locker room is very similar to that but now it's just money involved and you make a lot of money so now it's just every everybody's on a high horse but you gotta stay my biggest thing is stay humble eat the crumbs keep moving forward and, and uh, keep pushing and impacting people's lives while you're at the high level like that Right, right. And I love what you said about like Tom Brady, like down to earth, Julian Edelman, like down to earth. Like those are like top class people, you know, they're still like willing to help other people out that are just new in the NFL, which is really cool to see. Um, so in your story, so after you're done with the NFL, what was your next step um, after the NFL happened? Like was ended for you? Yeah, next step after the NFL ended, um, I had multiple tryouts um, within the league with Broncos, I mean with the Baltimore Ravens and Atlanta Falcons and stuff, but and uh, you know that it didn't happen for me, so I played in the CFL for a year, for a year and a half. Then uh, I got out of there because like it was just like some up and down stuff. Like, yeah, it was just ups and ups and downs in there. Then I ended up playing in the AAF. I don't know if you remember that league that was around mm -hmm. 2018 to 19. 
um, when Johnny Manziel was in there and stuff. He was on my team. Okay. Then we ended up having uh, with the with, with team uh, the oh yeah, XFL duh XFL um, just released you know last year that was last year um, yeah. ended up getting out of there was playing in L A and then yeah this is my first year not playing this is my first year not playing ball just been focusing on my businesses because um, I've been running my Iron Visuals business for a while during COVID I mean through seventeen all the way up to now. And then I finally added my fitness portion onto it. And yeah, just been grinding it out. The podcast is going slow, but in regards to fit, the fitness business, I'm growing that. Got a couple of clients um, online, only online. So anybody's interested that's listening right now um, that you're looking to be able to learn how to train yourself. And I'll teach you how to train yourself and how to eat anything that you want without sabotaging your results. So that's that's my biggest thing. And then my marketing company, Literally, like we we work with we work with Google, Lamar Advertising, different companies like that. So, um, yeah, got two companies that have been growing and grinding, man. You just apply the sport aspect, that hustle mentality into business. Right. Super cool. And yeah, I'm probably gonna need to work with you sometime with the, yeah. the stuff. Um, so, <laughs> what what made you want to go into entrepreneurship to begin with, like straight into the NFL? Uh, family has always been entrepreneurship, uh, entrepreneur. Yeah. So like biggest thing is like my okay my grandpa owned a grandpa and grandma owned a restaurant for 30 years um so that was that that went really strong since you know when i wasn't born so when i was born i've I've seen when i was born i've seen a lot of people come there i've seen just a full business and how you got to run a restaurant like that was really tough to run a restaurant but like they had a lot of success we're going to open actually reopen it down here in atlanta and we already got five thousand people on our facebook page and we don't even sell a sandwich yet so like um, we just been marketing it like heavy and it's getting folks like getting um, awareness right but like that's where it started it was like my family and and then in regards to, and then i think with me like i ended up starting like make creating highlights in high school um yeah. for kids like when i was in high school playing ball i would make highlights for guys for like 60 to 100 bucks i made my little you know money here yeah and, uh, <laughs> and then in and then, uh, college i did i dj'd in college um okay. And I needed to get a car at one point because I was like, I'm DJing. I got these big speakers. I need to figure it out. So I ended up getting, um, my mom ended up surprising me with a car, my mom and dad. I was like, because I, I was little, I was like, look, I'm about to go get a car. I don't know how. I put $100 down on a deposit on a little Cobalt. They like, take it back. I was like, all right, I took it back. They surprised me. And um, I paid the car off by DJing. Wow. I paid it off by, by getting multiple gigs from like Res Life you know, um, on campus and yeah, different contracts. And then I ended up, uh, what else did I do? Oh yeah. Grounds crew, <laughs> grounds crew, oh, you know, football players that do grounds crew. Anybody who's a football player on campus knows about grounds crew. So, um, did those two. And then, yeah, that was like my entrepreneurship type of, or like yeah, work experience, um, coming from like high, you know, high school to college. So I haven't, and I'll keep it real. I haven't. I only worked one job, my like one job for somebody else. That's awesome. See, for my whole life, I guess like NFL counts and the other one, but I like true like work for someone else was like a place called Greece Community Education in eighth grade. Other than that, my dad for some reason I don't know why, but he was like, "No, you're gonna focus on football and, and, and training." I'm like, "All right, all right, man." Like, and they made sure they paid for stuff, even if we didn't have it. Like some, it'll be sometimes we ain't gonna have the electric. We couldn't pay the electric bill, 
um, and we figured it out or figure out he they figured out how to feed our family, like my brothers and I. So like um, he said, don't work. I want you to focus. And I did and got a full scholarship, $250,000 scholarship. My mom didn't have to pay for that. You know what I'm saying? I made sure that my mom did not have to pay. My mom and dad did not have to pay for a scholarship. I mean, pay for school. I was I was in eighth grade. I told myself that I said they're not going to pay for it because I'm going to go get it. And, um, and it happened. I met, I manifested it. I prayed, I asked the Lord, like, Lord, like, just show me. And he showed me the way, like, through that time. And, uh, yeah, man, it, it's, it was a strong journey. So, like, yeah, definitely, I know I went on a long, long tangent, but, yeah, man, that's that's pretty much the full of it. Like, it's just a lot, of, a lot of blessings, a lot of hard work, man. Like, a lot of hard work that was put in, like, into all that. If it's business or football, just a lot of work, like, a lot of focus, a lot of putting distractions aside and, like, thinking about the bigger picture. You know, it's hard to do that. Yeah. And I really love what you said about the power of manifestation because I'm a huge believer in that as well. And like, if you do believe in it and think it all the time, I think it's, it is going to happen in the future. And, you know, you're, you're a true story of that. And, and I also think a lot of kids, they, they go to college and their parents do pay for it. They don't realize how spoiled they are. And then they end up like partying all the time anyway and just like swamping. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Failing half the classes, you know what I mean? But, you know, that's not you. That wasn't your mindset growing up. It's really cool to see. Um, and it's also cool that you had the, the entrepreneurship, like kind of side hustles growing up as well. And now you have your fitness uh, business. So kind of walk me through like the startup side of the fitness, because I know a lot of people now that COVID's happened, they want to get into business. They want to start some more side hustles. So kind of walk me through, like, how did you start your fitness business and how has it been going? How do you get clients? That sort of thing. Yeah. So I do a lot of outreach online and stuff. And, um, you know, our team, our team, we, we go out and find folks that are looking to really like improve their lives that are looking to really take their fitness to the next level um just in their in their health like we educate that's the biggest thing we take people through a process and our programs aren't just like a, all right we're gonna work out for a month and then that's it all right we're gonna be working with you for a, a while we're working with you for like probably three to four months and then we're gonna dive into really like helping you improve your lifestyle helping you have to not uh, pay for another trainer ever again so if you after you're done working with us, you will not have to pay for another trainer. So that's exactly. the mindset that we we keep with our clients. And um, yeah, man, it's been a blessing. Like the business is going well. Um, started it. I've always constantly trained people and stuff on the side, but like really turning it into a business now. Finally, it's been amazing. And uh, this is my background, and I've been training since eighth grade, man. Like I, I know I can come up with multiple workouts, and I'm all constantly learning new ones. I can come up with multiple workouts on the go. Like if you want to work out. I'm in the parking garage right now. I can get come up with a parking a workout for the parking garage. We will do some spider crawls. We do some hops all the way up. We do some lunges. We do some push ups. I, I can and you'll be dead after the workout and only be like three rounds, three rounds of a workout. So, um, that's pretty cool. Yeah, man. I'm I'm constantly just trying to help people's lives. And there's a book called The Millionaire Fast Lane. If you ever get a chance to read that book, my MJ uh, MJ DeMarco, and he talks about you having to uh what, what was the mindset oh yeah if you're creating a business create a business that's gonna first so don't be money hungry don't be money hungry and just trying to go after money that's not gonna if you chase money your whole life you're you're gonna be chasing the wrong thing you're not gonna you either not gonna get it or you do get it and you're gonna be like sad you know at the end of the day because you're chasing money that's the love of money right since the in the bible it says the love of money is the root of all evil not money is the root of all evil so if you're loving money too much you're doing too much so have just have a mindset of what your passion is. Um, have a wealth mind, build mindset of building wealth. And then another thing is like, um, have a passion of like helping people 
helping what can you do to help people that and then can you monetize that so can you help people build that wealth man mindset um can you help people and then also can you, is it scalable can it scale is it going to be something that's like small that's just like oh well we can get a couple of clients here and there but like it's really not going to grow that well or is it something that can really like take off and be like you know something that can help impact the world can it impact you know community so that's the mindset to think about when um building a business and just trying to take your life to the next level it's not your about this life is about helping other people yes you should be compensated for your time and stuff because we got to live and eat and stuff but just know like it's don't be greedy don't right. be greedy in our lifetime like you know, this life is to really help impact people and take people up pick people up all the time and i constantly keep like in my trunk something called a blessed bag i think i got a couple in there if i don't i probably give them all out but a blessed bag to give the homeless people instead of just giving yeah i give money sometimes but so just give it money like i'm gonna leave a little card in there that explains how to make money or here go to this job and here here's a bag got toiletries in it boom, boom boom and it has a little card in there to help them so now i'm like educating the best i can by just doing this little little small like little little gift you know and i take out of my budget like 500 bucks a month to like just put towards that and just go to get groceries and just create a bag and just keep them in my trunk and this is constant i'm always passing homeless people in atlanta and just give it some so i went on a long tangent again but i'm just trying to provide value on the podcast too man because yeah it's all good yeah and i honestly love that i love how much you give back because i didn't i've never even heard of that before like giving that having a blessed bag which is really cool to see you do that um how long have you been doing that for i've been doing it since uh actually when i was in the when i just got out the league i started doing that I, i learned from this guy named andy manio who's a Christian rapper who started Andy doing Mania, it. Yeah, I like him. Yeah, and he actually down here in Atlanta. I actually saw him in person just walking down the belt line. It's like a walkway here. I'm like, what's up? <laughs> what's up, Andy? It was like, that's yeah. funny. That's <laughs> um, yeah, man. But yeah, it's something for everyone should do, definitely. Everyone should definitely like do a blessed bag for sure. Yeah, yeah. It's all about giving back to the community, just like you were talking about. And I also love what you said about the mindset because I, I do believe mindset is everything when you're trying to start a business, try to succeed in life in general. Um, and so some of the things you talked about is having a wealth mindset and having more of an open mindset to life and you know a growing mindset. And I think a lot of people, they really struggle trying to develop that kind of mindset. And obviously, you have done that because of what you've done in your life so far. Um, so how would you recommend people develop that kind of mindset, like a wealth mindset and an open mindset and a growing mindset? I would say biggest thing um so i'll give you i'll give you a couple of things i've learned and then also a couple more books so biggest thing is to develop a wealth mindset if you go outside and you're looking at okay let me let me say this i think this will be a good a good one okay if you go outside and you see a a, a c8 so on my instagram actually there's a c8 uh and i gave it to my brother there's a c8 out there so if you see a c8 it's red it's beautiful what is the first thing that you think about when you look at it? Like, what, what's your mindset? Like, or if I gave someone a C8 or something, like if I say, hey, you have a C8, what, uh, Corvette, what's your mindset? Is it, oh my gosh, I'm going to show off. I'm going to go, I'm just going to turn up, party all the time. I'm going to like, this is about to be my lifestyle. Or is it like, you know, it's a vehicle. Is it, it's a depreciating ass. How, which way do you think about it? Is it, it's a depreciating asset. Um, it really, it's really gonna actually lose me money low key like i mean yeah it's a sports car so it may keep some value but yeah yeah it's cool it's pretty uh when i go in it people are like it i'm, I'm gonna be turning up what kind of mindset do you have when you look at that um 
how do you turn that into making you money? How do you turn the car to making you money? There's a way to do that. Um, you know, utilizing different apps that are out there now to do that. How do instead of just looking at it like I'm about to just turn up, I'm about to so that minds like I'm just giving you a little idea. Like when yeah. you look at possible cars outside, um, there's a difference between like it is like a lot of cars are just average, and then you see that like I said, the C eight, or you see these other vehicles, or you see someone in a business suit compared to someone just wearing something casual. Like, what's your mindset when you see luxurious things? Like I always start off with that. Are you yeah, and if you haven't had it yet, yeah, you gotta have your fun and stuff, but if you can learn how to handle seeing that, if you can learn how to handle having something real nice in front of you, um, that's gonna help you like if you can handle those smaller interactions, it's gonna help you have self control and be able to handle the bigger things later on. Because it's, it's like God's gonna bless you with something small, and if you can't handle that little small thing, if you can't handle taking care of a Honda, two thousand four Honda. And it's not nice and pretty and clean. How can I? How can he bless you with a, um, a Mercedes? Or why should you get a Mercedes if you can't even clean your 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 Honda clean? The right. Small thing. So that's wealth. I think I kind of put wealth in that kind of mindset. Like, can you handle the small things? If you can handle the small things, you can handle the bigger things. And you're humble and helping people at the same time. You're not just turning up, throwing money in a club. You're not just going to the strip clubs. You're not just whatever it is. Because the, like that's the first thing. It's pop culture. We, we get so excited with that. Like, oh, man, I need to. Yeah. Like, I want to be on a yacht. Yeah, it's cool. It's fun. Like, it's fun. But it's not where it's it's not why we're here on Earth to live. Like, where are we? We're here for a reason. So right. it's to help impact people and stuff. So that's where I kind of start off when I talk about wealth is like, where's your mindset? Um, And most people like I when I before I go into explaining anything, they're like, oh, man, I'm going to. I'm gonna have a good time on the boat. I'm gonna have a good time in the car. I'm gonna invite my girlfriend, or did you invite? That it's like okay, I can't, I can't give you. I, I couldn't trust you, like right now, right now, by right, what you're just telling me. You're just if, if I gave you, I don't know, if I gave someone a million dollars, like it's, I don't know if it's gonna, if they're gonna be able to handle that. Are they gonna blow that money and be gone? Like, are they gonna be able to invest that money? There's another part in the bible about that too it's like three men it's three talents it talks about that man like three guys right. had money yeah everybody knows that story three had money and one of them hid the money yeah. underground one yeah i think he like turned somebody turned out and spent too much or and other people like um it grew it like 20 percent or whatever so having that mindset yeah that, that's the mindset though this this growth and like constantly trying to help other people grow your grow your wealth don't be in a stuck mindset of being selfish. This is a selfish culture we live in, right. and we have to change that. So, yeah, for um, sure. And to, to kind of touch off of that, I think everything happens in stages as well. Like you can't develop that mindset without going through the whole process. You know what I mean? You can't just jump to that stage. The same thing. Like if someone wins the lottery, you just get a hundred million dollars instantly. That's why they all go broke after like two years because they don't know how to handle them. Like they haven't worked up to that point in their life. Mm -hmm. um, so I think I think that's a huge part of it as well. That's true. Yeah. And you know what? Like, it's funny. They had a, a show on CV. I think it was on CBS with Grant Cardone. And I don't know if you've seen that, but he literally had to make a million dollars in 90 days. He's a billionaire. So he found out and he couldn't use any of his resources. He had to go just go be a homeless man and just start in the middle of nowhere with with no vehicle and just start walking and then figure it out. And the TV crew was with him. That's it. And he made, I, th I think he made a million dollars. I think he, I think he made the million dollars. He figured it out. 
Wow. If you can know that those are true wealthy built wealth builders. If you know how to make money from starting yeah. from zero to scratch, like man, it's crazy. It's crazy. So having that mindset. So a couple books: Think and Grow Rich, The Money, The Money Millionaire Fast Lane by MJ DeMarco, um, and another one would be uh, those are too complicated. Let me see. I'll say the blue. The, the um, well, there's one called the Blue Ocean Strategy, but that one's more is deep. Um, I would say the next one would be Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins. Mm. I've read yeah. that one and the first one you mentioned, the Think and Grow Rich one. But yeah, the, the okay. David, David Goggins is insane. Like, that man's on that level. <laughs> I love He's this. I listen to him every morning. Uh, yeah. like, Get your ass up in the morning. Yeah. Come on. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Yeah, yeah, so before before we run out of time here, uh, I really enjoyed our time on this interview. Um, if people want to reach out to you, how can they find you? And is there anything else you would like to say? Yeah, so uh, people can reach out to me on Instagram, at QGauz, super simple, at Q and then G-A-U-S-E. And um, at Facebook is just Quentin Gauz, ironvisuals.com, my fitness page. Just go on my QGauz page, you go to my link tree, and you'll see everything on there, like what I do. And then in regards to um, just leaving leaving a little nugget, a little gem for you guys, like you only get one shot. Um, you get a window of opportunity in life. And the opportunities that we're given, um, most people see them in front of them and they want to go get it, but they don't want to put the work in to go get it. And just because you fail at something doesn't mean that you aren't succeeding. So know that as you go through this life, as you're growing, let the, fail- the failures are successes. Let it grow from it, learn from it, and keep staying on the right path. Don't let yourself keep getting distracted by the stupid little, little minuscule things that are going to hold you up. Don't be the car on the side of the Don't be a car that's driving. You know, be a car that's driving on the road that's going forward. Don't be the car on the side of the road that has a flat tire and just stop moving. You never change the tire. You literally had it in the back of your trunk, but you were just so distracted by your phone. You're so distracted by everything else going on. You're like, I'm just going to settle right here. And um, I think I'm good. I think I'm good where I'm at. So don't be the car inside the road. Keep, keep, put your, if you do get a flat tire, put your tire on and keep moving. That opportunity that you have is right in front of you, but you got to be prepared for it. If you're not, then you may miss your opportunity. Yeah. You only get one yeah. shot, not miss your chance. To go. <laughs> I love that analogy. Yeah, some Eminem right there, too. <laughs> I love that. All right, guys, there you have it. Quentin Goss, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you, man. Hey. No 